Hello, everybody, and welcome to your lesson, Lessons from the Dojang for August 12th, 2018. I am your co-host, Master Patsy Zarilla, and with me always, Master Graham Miller. How are you, sir? Hello. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's good to see you again, as always. How was your week? It, it, was, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, with with work and 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 uh, and the school and everything, it was just just a, a really really good week. How was yours? It was a good week. Uh, I got to come up, got to see you, which was always good. Um, well, thank you. I played uh, I played in a Harry Potter Harry Potter wizard event. Um, I played some music. I play mandolin and play guitar in, in a, one of the wizard rock bands. And but anyway. Uh, so we did that really hot up there in Pittsburgh. It was like 80 something. And then mm -hmm. back here to Charleston and I had um, I play the mandolin out on what they call the second Sunday, which is the, they shut down downtown Charleston and just opened it for the public to walk around, no cars. And I play the mandolin down there and well, it was uh, 97 degrees okay. and uh, it was really hot. And so, that combined, so being out in two days in the heat combined with little sleep. And uh, if I start like, blah, 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 <laughs> can't talk right, it's because of, <laughs> because I'm tired, not because I've had too much to drink. <laughs> Speaking of drinking, what, uh, what, what, what do you, uh, what do you plan on reviewing today? What is your drink? You know, I love it so much. I have to do it again, which is my Corona. Um, it's just a great beer. What uh, is just like my go-to? Uh, I just it, it just really appeals to me. The taste, everything. Um, for me, it's a, it's it's my number one. And so I was gonna I was gonna showcase Blue Blue Moon. I'm gonna do it next week. I just because I'm so tired. I just had to have something that I liked. So I don't. I haven't ever had Blue Moon before. I wasn't wasn't adventuring us to uh, try it. Uh, I happen to like Blue Moon. Um... I, I really, really like Corona, but I, I also like Blue Moon. So today I am drinking not your father's root beer. And I know what you're thinking, but I mean, it does say beer, root beer. So I guess it counts, right? I mean, if we're going to be, you know, grammatically correct, uh, this isn't the, the, the first time that, that I've, I've, uh, I've drunk this. It's actually my wife. Okay, she, she's, uh, she likes your not your father's root beer, and actually likes it. Likes to make a float out of it. She'll put some. Uh, she'll put it in a, in a nice big glass and put some uh, vanilla ice cream in, in with it. And honestly, it's tremendous. You, 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 there's a slight, uh, you know, a slight aftertaste and a slight alcohol aftertaste. But other than that, you would never know that it that it's uh, that's an an adult beverage at all. So if you like root beer, uh, not your father's root beer is definitely one worth picking up. You know, yeah, root beer. There's so many different types and flavors. You could we could do a whole could do a whole show just on different root beers out there. Yeah, it's that's a yeah. So, well, nice choice. Yeah, I thought it'd be a little bit different today. Nice choice. So, uh, what what's uh, what's what in the news has caught your attention lately? Well, the, the I guess the big news is that uh, during the Harry Potter festival, um, we opened with one of my original songs. One that I wrote, and uh, and it really got a big, big pop. It was probably close to two hundred people, and uh, I was very happy because it was a song. I wrote that song 
geez, almost 20 years ago, or yeah, about 20 years ago when um, my daughter was, she woke up in the middle of the night and she's, you know, she's only like six or eight months and she woke up and she wanted something to drink. And so I went to the fridge, got her milk and everything ready and just kept feeding her. And like the song just hit me in the head. And uh, so I wrote it down and uh, when we were playing it and it got, it's a bluesy rock type of a song. It's actually very well, but we'll have to, to let you, sh well, yes, self-promotion here, but um, it got a really good, uh, the, the audience really popped for it and it made me really happy. Um, oh, just because it was something that I wrote and, you know, to see the reaction, uh, it was it was just, just a wonderful feeling. I can't really describe it, um, but to just see the reaction, uh, that was it was kind of cool. Sorry I went down that path. Um, no, that really sound, sounded like it, it would be it would be really something though. That's that, I'm very happy for you. C congratulations. I almost got choked up, so I played the rift. Uh, that I played the hook uh, lead in it, and uh, it's because everybody was really getting into it. I got choked up. <laughs> this, this is a stupid song I, I wrote for my my baby. It's like and, and, you know, we changed the, we changed the lyrics to Harry Potter, blah blah blah. But you know. Um, it just, it was, it was nice. So uh, I almost choked up and couldn't finish a stupid song. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. So, well, uh, I'm going to, I, I don't want to go get real serious, but I got, I have to. Um, so this weekend is the weekend at, at Charlottesville, Virginia. There's, I don't know what a better word is, but those idiot, moronic, idiotic white supremacists holding another rally. And this time they did it in Washington, D.C. And there are a couple things that disturbed me. First, they did it in Washington, D.C. Oh, no, actually, no. First, that they, well, that they even feel like they need to do this. That number one, that just, that just bothers me. Um, you know, hey, you know, the 1800s, the 1930s called. And they want their, they want their, uh, they want their assholes back. Yeah, they want their assholes back. So I wish we had a time machine. Send them back there. But that it was held in Washington, D.C. troubled me, one, because, you know, the president, Donald Trump, that's his group. He panders to them. And if you ask him directly, he will not deny it. He will not give you an answer. If you ask him, do you support these reps? He, he won't answer it. Um, he never has. And, you know, and then I saw on uh, what got, then what caught my eye, the second thing was the way that it was reported. So NPR reported that, that you know, white supremacist rally in Washington, D.C. Um, and then, you know, talked about it. Very straight, actually. Was very good art. It was probably the best article I've seen. But then I went to CNN. Okay, and then CNN goes white nationalists outnumbered at own route own rally. Oh, good. You know, like it. That's a good. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's the way it should be. You know, it's like you know we don't give these idiots. We're giving them enough talking points already. But but then I went to Fox News, and this is troubling. Counter protesters. Antifa confront Unite the Right at Tense Marsh as storm rolls in. So 
you know, it leads off with with the anti, call them anti right? So, so right right away, your your first sentence is, you know, derogatory against normal people, right? And then they don't call them what they are. They don't call them white supremacists. They call them, you know, unite the right. And what does that mean? Does that mean it's conservative? You know, they, they hide. The, the, it's it's hiding what they are. And, and how troubling is that? That's, go ahead. Well, it's normalizing what they're, what they're supporting and why they're rallying. You know, it, it, it's, it's giving these knuckleheads a, uh, a platform and it's normalizing the platform. And that, that's the disturbing part. You know, it's, it's disturbing that you have a, uh, a network, you know, that, and I always refer to it as state-run news or state-run television, depending on, on my mood. And they sit there and they do not say racist. They do not say the word racist or, or, or racism or, unless they're talking about something that a minority is doing. You know, the acts of a minority, but whenever it is something that that is subjecting a minority, you never hear state-run news refer to it as, or, or the people doing it as racist. And they have an agenda to normalize this absolute garbage. You're, you're absolutely right, and it should bother. It should bother everybody. You know the um, the the. Uh the way the the way that it's i guess yeah normalized vanillaized um it it uh it actually you know it goes to show that fox news leans that way why why else why else would they do that and when people see that i mean i, I people why i don't know why this isn't being pointed out why why is it legitimized why is it normalized why because well they got the power they can do it but um why can't we why why can't we see this for what it is and it's nothing more really it's not and like you said state state-run television it's nothing more than trying to make this acceptable and because the president accepts it and and really you can't distance you are so the gop the republican party is always right no matter what even going to the lengths of supporting a bunch of neo-nazis that's okay is it is it so far gone that they, they can't even like see these things going on and then the people who are brainwashed and being watched and watching this it's so carefully constructed that they they, they unless you think about it you're just going to be like oh okay yeah oh look what those counter protesters are doing those guys aren't doing that they shouldn't be allowed to do that antifa they must be um some islamic group yeah you know i i i 
don't like this this narrative that that they're promoting and you know i'm i may be naive or i may sound naive but i really think that the reason they're doing this the reason that that state run tv is doing this is because it's a money maker for them okay they they if they had half a brain if these if these guys were 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 forward thinking just just a little bit they would they would be looking at this changing dynamic that their uh, you know their blonde haired blue eyed uh, Laura Ingram this week decided to to absolutely butcher and instead of of bitching and complaining about it to a base who they admitted without admitting to is dwindling whenever they were talking about how the 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 uh, the, the culture is changing. And I forgot the exact words that that she used, but the the point of it was the culture is changing. It's becoming, you know, you could say it's becoming more diverse. If you if you if you want to be politically correct, you can say it's becoming more diverse. It, it's it's becoming there are more shades of brown that are starting to to uh, become more and more significant. How's that? And instead of sitting there and, and bitching and complaining about it and basically showing your, your racism like, like she did earlier this week, they should instead, I would think, start to embrace the, this, this changing dynamic, this changing culture, because you're, 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 you're going down a, a drain. You know, you're circling down a drain. And eventually, as you circle down this drain, that wide big circle starts to get smaller and smaller and quicker and quicker until it finally disappears. And that's what they're doing. And what, what's going to happen, and I don't even want to say 10 years from now, what's going to happen five years from now whenever they are no longer seated in, in, in the position that they're seated in, where they are on the outside looking in or starting to be pushed to the outside and starting to, to look in, how, how are they going to start winning back eyeballs? And how, how is this network going to start to become relevant again, whenever you're, you're going down this drain and you know, you, you see something going down that drain, it can't fight its way out. So what's going to happen to them? Are, are they just going to go down the drain and disappear? You know, I, I part of me hopes so, right? The, the emotional part of me hopes so because I can't stand what I, I can't stomach what they stand for, but the 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 part of my brain, you know that the that uh, the logical part of my brain is saying that's one less competitor now, and lack of competition is never a good thing. So there there's nothing good. There, there's no positive outcome to to this this path that they're they're on they're 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 killing themselves and they don't seem to care because they they, they still have a strong base they you're, you're right i don't i don't know if i completely agree with wanting to help them and tell them how to they need to change their marketing <laughs> but I'm, I'm teasing the, uh, the uh, you don't want to right because you've seen all the garbage they've done over the years and it's like you know you, you almost want them to die yeah but but you know their base are um white baby boomers uh who 
are who live in sheltered communities, um, either rural, you know, either out in the boondocks or they're in their gated uh, suburban communities. That's their base. And if, I to, keep, if I were to take this camera and just do a 360 degree spin around, well, you'd, you'd get nauseous, but every house that you would see, I can promise you, I would bet you a kidney that every single person who was eligible to vote in every house that this camera would hit voted for Trump. I promise you, every one of them did. I, I agree. I, I, I believe you. I, I think you're right. Um, that's because that's where his uh, his base is. And, and you know, um, with all the gerrymandering that's legal now and won't be changed because they got the Supreme Court locked up into their favor, the GOP's favor, um, they, the long game they won. But, you, you know, when you look at... Um, when you look at why they, they pander to these groups, um, especially these hate groups, it, it just doesn't, to me, it's, it's, it's morally wrong. They, they should be, and nothing will happen. No. Because you know what? If there was a public outcry about it, tomorrow, Sean Hannity would ride into the rescue on his white horse. Yeah, and and every every one of these these people who watch state run TV who, who are starting to question, hey, maybe this isn't the right thing, they will all be convinced that no, it, it, everything's just fine. Everything's just fine. Yep. 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 You're absolutely right. And you know, from my perspective, what they're doing is easy, right? And we talk about this all the time, and we've talked about it on you know I've talked about it on my floor with my students. You've talked about it on your floor with yours. I know I know you have. I've talked about it on your floor with with your students. Hate is easy. Okay, getting somebody scared and playing on their fears, which in turn, you know, allows you to control their hate. But this sounds like a Star Wars thing, doesn't it? But, you know, is, is easy to do. Anybody can do it. Anybody. You, you don't you don't need any kind of, of, of specialized training. You don't have to have a PhD in anything to figure out how to push somebody's buttons and piss them off, right? Kids do that whenever they're, you know, learning how to walk. They, they, they figure out, you know how how to get you going. So it, it's it's not anything that's 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 that takes a whole lot of skill or a whole lot of, of of work. What takes the work and takes the skill is whenever we are we 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 teach how to peacefully do things, how to sit there and be the voice of reason or the calming factor or the the the, the people you know to to use an expression you know a shining light. Okay, we do this and we practice this, and, and it's tied into our art. But it, it's it's not the physical part that we teach, right? It's the it's the mental, it's the stuff inside that that our students have to develop, and we have to guide them whenever they they develop these things. This is what people have to do. You know, you, you can't sit there and allow these these hate mongers to to continue to control you, even if you agree with the direction they're headed, or even if you agree with a very conservative viewpoint okay you, you you can't sit there and say just because i agree with our viewpoint that i agree with their actions that i agree with with how this this network that that i watch religiously you know i, I pay a hundred dollars a month just to watch that one network 
you, I, I can't sit there and agree with, with, with how they're presenting this stuff. I mean, racism is racism. Just because you, you, you change the, the wording or the vocabulary doesn't make it any less racist. And that is, you know, people always say, and I agree, that's something that you learn. You know, you're not born racist. You're not born with racism, racist tendencies. That's learned. That's acquired. You know, it's like a taste for scotch. You know, you kind of have to you know, acquire that taste. You have to acquire that that <coughs> hatred and, and, and that, that, that bigotry. That's not something that you're born with. Well, Master Kenobi, you, you're right. I know, I know it sounded like a Star Wars thing. Hate, I did as soon as I started it. But. Hate leads to fear. Fear leads to anger. And anger leads to the dark side. You know, when you look at what... Okay, so what constitutes racism? You know, in the past, when we had... You know, when there's a lot less understanding... You know, somebody's skin pigmentation, which is pretty much, you know, just an after effect of, of sun, you know, uh, skin pigmentation is really the only difference uh, between all human beings. Some people are lighter, some people are tanner, some people are, it, it just, it's, it's skin pigmentation. And it's, we're basing, it's how it controls, it controls sunlight is all it is. Yeah. And we're basing our, um, you know, hatred, our thoughts are all of this on, on something so simple. And when you look at um, what does Christianity teach? What is, what did Christ teach? You know, he, he, he taught to love. And so for, for everybody out there who's a white supremacist, you are not a Christian period. End of story. Correct. End of story. I don't care what, I don't care what your, uh, you know, your pastor says you're not. You can't be. You're, you're, you go against the key teachings of Christ directly. If you're a Buddhist and you're a racist, well, you're not a Buddhist. Because Buddhism teaches love, and you cannot have those feelings in your heart and call yourself a Buddhist. Same thing with Muslims. You can't, Islam, you can't, none of these religions teach that. Nothing. And then, so if you do, you are going against the very religion that you teach. Okay, so maybe you're you're an atheist, and so then you're 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 saying, okay, well, I'm an atheist, and I'm going to allow it to be. Well, you know what? If you if if you're if if you're an atheist and you say that you're also a racist, then I don't believe you're an atheist because you're not smart enough. <laughs> That's a very good point. So, I, I know of no major religion who, who who teaches what these people are are are. Yeah, and because even atheism teaches, even if you're an atheist, that you then believe in social morality and social good. So you, it's, it's nothing that teaches this hate. This hate is learned. How is it learned? It's learned through parents. It's learned through friends. It's learned through maybe some type of hate group that you might belong to. That's where this behavior is learned. Um, because naturally, I believe naturally as humans that we are much more accepting than we are hating and this hate was something that wasn't born into us it was cultivated and developed over somebody's lifespan 
And then yeah. you have you you have a network like State Run News who just promotes it. Yes. And so, yeah. And so, I, I you know, it's like I said, you cannot be, you cannot be, you cannot call yourself a Christian and be a racist at the same time. End of story. The moment you somebody opens their mouth and starts spewing crap about somebody else's race, it's the moment that that person is, is defied and defiled everything that that they're a Christian that they that Christianity teaches. Yeah, whatever religion they are. I I, I agree. I and you know we're, we're there are two two uh, practicing Catholics talking here, right? So. Uh, of course, you know some of these clowns don't even like don't even like Catholics either. So, you know, they don't like Catholics. They 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 don't like martial artists. Holy shit, we're definitely in a minority, no matter what we do, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, it's just something that really bothers me. I I um, you know, I've uh, it's just something that for me it it just. You, I've always, you know, because this is also Christian, but I, I first learned it through Buddhist, um, through Buddhism. And that is when you look at a person, you don't look at their outside. You look at their inner light. And I've tried to do that all my life. And it's a Christian. It's Christian. That's the same principle in Christianity. But, um, you know, and when you do that and when you look at a, the inside of the person, I'll tell you, I was talking with the man, one of um he he he's actually very successful, good intelligent man. He was uh he was incarcerated. Um and he told me that uh when when you first go to prison, you're and he said there's ten of them, they take all the newcomers and they, they actually give them a class, a class of about how to survive in prison. Um because you know, going to prison and learning how to do time is something that you have to learn how to do. And he said, so in the very first, very first meeting, we're all sitting there, and the and the guy said, um, that the teacher said, okay, so who all here is is here because they were um, convicted of wrongdoing? And he goes, eight of the ten said they didn't do any wrongdoing. It was fraud it was it wasn't down or you know they all had these excuses and he said it was only him and another guy who said we were caught we did it we're here that's why we're here and the uh, instructor said to the eight you guys have a long way to go before you can catch up to these two and whether you know I'm not saying that you know everybody in prison's innocent of course but but not, not you know, not kind of, not talking about maybe you know somebody's uh, innocent and, and was put in jail. But the, but the point of the matter is, is that what the guy was teaching was, he said that, that you all have done something wrong, and you were influenced by bad people who who brought you into this path. And he said that that means that your judge of character needs to be improved. And you know, as he's telling me the story, I thought, look at the look at the correlation. Look at the correlation. You know, if you were uh, living the Buddhist ideal of looking at the light inside of a person, you would see that somebody who was not a good person, light wouldn't be that good. Same thing. Um, you were looking for somebody who had a you know good spiritual values as a Christian, you would see that these people are not 
living those ideals and you would just not associate with them and then hence you wouldn't be in jail so anyway i thought it was a kind of a very interesting i thought it was an interesting conversation um, that kind of tied into this it's very it's very insightful isn't it i mean you know there's a lot of there's a lot of truth to to his words and whenever you 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 know my, my wife always makes a joke i'm kind of kind of kind of going a little off topic here but my wife always tells the joke she says if if, if you ever want, want to know you ever run into an atheist who and they, they tell you to to you know show them god or show them that that there's there is a god she said, just just take him to jail god's in cell block three and really he's in cell block three she said yeah because everybody who goes there finds him you know and i i, th I thought that was absolutely i thought that was absolutely hysterical you know? i like that that's good <laughs> yeah I, I i mean you know it, it, it's it's a joke that they have but uh it, it ties into what you're saying where all, all of a sudden the the people who are like you said who who were poor judges of character at some point and that that poor judgment caught up to them and allowed bad influences to 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 become a part of their lives and, and it, it, they ended up it ended up catching up to them and they're they're now in in this in jail and all of a sudden they find god now you know it, it, it it's 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 a it's a uh, a play on words a little bit and in a way it, it's a little uh demeaning but sometimes it takes that kind of shock it takes that kind of of kick in the ass for people to realize or to recognize that they've been doing things wrong for a long time they and it finally caught up to them and if they don't straighten their act out you know there's 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 they're going to continue to to be punished for it for their for their actions and so they straighten up and they they fly right until they they're released and then they get back into that that same that same circle right that that same negative influences those those same poor characters seep back into their lives and they and they start down this this circle all over again they, they start this path again and and it's it's never ending and you're, you're seeing that a lot with with what's going on here you know you, we both know people and some of them might be the same people, uh, but we, we, we both know people who are, are very supportive of the people who are promoting this, this narrative over at state-run news. And we both like them, these people. We, we both you know, we respect these people. We, we both think rather highly of these people. And you sit there and you, it makes you wonder when are they going to get caught up in this when are they going to to be the 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 knucklehead who pulls a roseanne bar or you know does something where they know better and they know they shouldn't do this and then they should know they shouldn't even talk or act that way but this bad influence has has, has been a part of them at, for so long that it, it they don't even realize that they're doing it or they did it until it's too late. And now, now they're paying a price and they can't understand what happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's uh, it's small steps. It's never a big 
you know, it's always these small incremental things before you know it, it's uh, it's over. And it kind of um, kind of reminds me of what's going on with the NFL in the um, with this anthem protest. You know, like right now, it seems to be out of control where all these teams, all these players are taking a knee or they're doing something. You know, they're all doing something now. Uh, it seems like it's out of control. And, 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 but when you look at it and you go backwards, you can see how it started, you know, with one thing. And then it morphed and became this whole big blow up issue now where you got even the president tweeting following Thursday's preseason games, <laughs> tweeting like, you know, these guys shouldn't be allowed to do this. Um, you know, it started, as we all know, uh, or maybe don't, the, the one player for San Francisco wanted to, or one or two guys, wanted to protest against uh, police brutality and, you know, discrimination. Social injustice. Social injustice. And, and that was what this was supposed to have started off as. It then became, uh, you know, you're not patriotic, you don't, you don't uh, support the soldiers, you know, et cetera. And it kind of blew out of proportion. And so now we have this continuing here. And so it's like a perfect example how when something small gets started, you never know how it's going to go. And so, um, and these and this NFL protests that they're doing, you know, for me, I don't think that there's I, I professional athlete, I, you know, whatever they, they can do whatever they want to do, say whatever they want to say. Um, but they are a professional being paid by a company and they have to follow the company rules. Just like you and I do, we don't get the liberty to do. They don't company rules. I can't go and walk into the ladies' room, and every time I need to go to the bathroom, you know, just because I want to, you know, there's rules. And and and, you know, and, and I, I will make the argument though that they're following the rules, and and I'll I'll tell you why. Because they are members of a union, who bargained for this. They, that it's part of their collective bargaining agreement that they are permitted to protest. Well, then they're, they're within their rights. Right. They're within their rights to do it. So, and I really don't have much more to say because I didn't. I didn't realize that. Um, so, uh, now, they, whether you well, choose to to agree with with them actually doing it or not is is another issue. But to say that they're 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 doing something I illegal based on on their company rules, it, they would have all been tossed out on their asses a long time ago if that were the case. But this is football. Yeah. Football's a, a different world. And the people who are doing the protesting, though, who started this, still are not employed. Right? Yeah, that's right. Kaepernick the... can't get a job. Yeah, you're right. Mm. But everybody who, who, who did that today, if it was a rule, and it was, then they all should be not of them should be able to report to work Monday morning. You know, what's funny, what I would like to see. So uh, Colin Kaepernick, he was on, I mean, he, he, he was on his way out. He, he wasn't a very good, he was a good quarterback when he started, but then, you know, the other teams figured him out and shut him down and he was very ineffective. Um, he, he really wouldn't even be considered a good backup right now. He'd be more of a third string uh, type of player, but it wouldn't have been interesting if somebody who was a little bit higher up, like a like a more of an elite player, 
somebody that the team absolutely had to have, right? Somebody who, who wins games. And if that person would have done this and then throw in race, now what happens? So perfect example. What if it was Tom Brady? I was just thinking that. I was yeah. just you know, what 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 would the fallout have been if it was him? And if I remember right, whenever whenever the, this whole thing started, uh, I want to say it was toward the middle of the season. Don't ask. It was a few seasons back, and I, I don't. I'm not a big follower of the NFL to begin with, so you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but it it didn't happen at the beginning of whichever season it was. It happened in the mm-hmm. middle, or maybe even more towards the end. And the following season was whenever, well, in the off season he he was let go, and from that point on up until this very day, he hasn't been able to 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 hook up with with another with another club. Is that is it? That's pretty much. So, so yeah, the narrative kind of goes like this: uh, he he was let go. Now, like I said, his performance was going down. He was really hot his first year because it was an athletic quarterback who could move around and you know he, he he caused a lot of problems for defenses and but 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 then the defenses figured him out and then they literally they shut him down because he really couldn't pass you know he was kind of like that uh that that guy up in denver from florida i forget his name the the real religious one. Oh, uh, uh yeah yeah he's playing uh i'm gonna see he's playing baseball now uh yeah he's playing baseball now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, kind of like that real athletic guy but just wasn't a Decent, but but not great quarterback. So, so a flash in the pan, pretty much, right? What's that? He's pretty much like a flash in the pan. Yes. So, so that so they let him go for two reasons. One, he was kind of going down. Number two, he was too much of a problem to have. You know, they didn't want to have this spotlight on them all the time. So, so now the next year, the second season, the, the, the next year, he was blacklisted. They did not. Nobody wanted to pick him up because. They knew that if they picked him up, they were picking up all this nonsense. And he even stated that he was still going to kneel, that he wasn't going to stop doing it. And I, and so, you know, he made it worse for himself. Now, the, the next year that came up, so now you have a complete year off. There were some teams that needed him, but then, okay, now you still have this, even though you still have this issue with bringing him in and all the hoopla that comes with it. But now it's like, well, do you really want to bring in a guy who's going to cause all these problems, cost you money, and not really? And then you can get some kid out of college to do the exact to back up to be a second string or third string, or pick up somebody on the wires. So he really kind of put himself. It was like it was a combination of things. He athletically put himself was 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 not in a great position to begin with. But number two, this whole fiasco. Just, just said, okay, we, we don't need you. And the way that I guess, like another way to kind of say it is, let's say that you're a Windows, you're a Windows XP professional, right? And you are really, really good with Windows XP. Uh, you don't want to learn any new system because it, you're Windows XP, right? And and whenever you go into fix somebody's computer, you give them, you give them a lot of crap about, you know about why they broke it or why they can't print or why they can't get their emails. And so what's going to happen? Well, the company is companies are going to start upgrading to like windows 10. So they don't have to deal with you <laughs> and your skill set is going to be outdated and nobody's going to need you anymore. So, so 
How'd you, how'd you like that? I tied that uh, Windows thing in there. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty good. So so basically, you had a a a, a guy that was. You believe some idiots cutting his grass? You believe this? I I can't hear it. Okay, good. Uh, you have a a. a a player who was whose skills were deteriorating, we'll say, or he just never grew in his position. Uh, and then, whenever the uh, chances of him catching on to a, to a, other clubs arose, other clubs just didn't want to put up with the baggage. Is basically what you're telling me. Yes, exactly. Okay. You know, it wasn't that he was a bad quarterback, or or that he was really bad. That second year, he could have been picked up. That next year. He certainly could have been picked up by another team and and made it as a backup quarterback, just like Michael Vick did. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just like a lot of these guys do. They could definitely he could have definitely gone onto a team, but because he was still, you know, he would not back down. Was a, so that's to his credit. Um, you know, he's not gonna. Uh, he didn't want to um, back down from his stance. Uh, but but it was a it was a double shot. Well. That that kind of explains a lot, actually. You know, I, I could never understand why. Well, it, it makes sense. It, it makes sense. To the uh, to to the guy's credit, he he hasn't stopped his uh, what he's doing. You know, he 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 just doesn't have the uh, as as big a uh, a biggest as big a stage to do it in. So I, I give the guy a lot of credit. He hasn't. He hasn't. Th th this wasn't a a a, 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 a publicity thing, right? I mean, th th he definitely has his conviction for this. Absolutely. That's what. Yes. And you have to. And you have to admire him for his uh, standing with his convictions, whether you you know whether you like it or not. Um, but he he did. It's his. It's a principle for him, and he and he wouldn't. Um, bow down to the to the company or to the to the NFL and follow their rules um, so that he would get a paycheck so yeah that's that's good you know I I just had a thought about that guy behind you I bet you Fox News told him they found out where you are they got a GPS location on you and they sent him out there they said if you live in this vicinity get out there and make as much noise as you can to interrupt this podcast Think, well, you know what? There might be some truth to that because this idiot did have a Trump sign in his yard during the election. So, <laughs> uh, Sean, Sean Hannity directly called him. <laughs> uh, if he did, he, he'd, he'd have a banner on on his house if he did. Believe me. <laughs> so, speaking of um, Sean Hannity, and uh, I don't know why all of a sudden fighting came into my head, but. I know. I let's. I, I, we're a little out of order here, but I just it just hit me. We had a Trump versus segment a while back against the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and we gave the victory to Trump um, because we didn't think much of Trudeau's uh, experience. But now you have some new information to shed on that. Oh, I forgot what it was. I I, I sent you the the bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah, he has he has some uh, some combative skills. I I I'm sorry. I, I, I this this thing got me all all off my game, and I forgot what it what exactly it was. But he definitely was 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 
trained, formally trained in some kind of hand-to-hand combative. And, oh, he was a bouncer, wasn't he, in a bar? That's what it was. Yes, a bouncer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he was, all right, it was a Canadian bar, so I don't, I don't know how, uh, you know. I mean, it's one thing if it was, you know, if it was an Irish bar or an English bar, but it's a Canadian bar. I mean, come on. Uh, or they, 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 they still might be you know, pr- pretty tough or pretty badass, but they're, they're just going to be very polite about it, you know. Oh, no, it, it's gonna, it goes like this. You're in a Canadian bar. Somebody's looking at you real bad. So, so you, go, um, you go, hey, what are you looking at? The other guy goes, oh. Sorry, guy. Hey, eh? uh, I didn't mean to be looking at you like that. <laughs> and the other guy goes, "That's okay. I didn't mean to yell at you." And then the other guy goes back and says, "That's okay, guy." He goes, "Well, uh, I'm not guy friend." And the other guy goes, "I'm not your friend, guy." And he goes, "I'm not guy friend." And he goes, "I'm not your friend, guy." Okay, so you know I'm doing the, the South Park parody right now. <laughs> so if you, if nobody, if you have not, okay, so talking to the people out there. If you have not seen the South Park parody where they where they had the two French guys, Guy and and friend, that is so worth looking up because that'll just make you laugh. Um, it's really good. But anyway, if Trudeau and, and so so I'm not saying if he was a bouncer. Now that means he certainly has some confrontational experience. Um, some real life confrontational experience, and so uh, that's gonna change the game. I think. Let's. Would you want to do a rematch? I would do a rematch. Well, yeah, of course I would do a rematch because I, I picked Trudeau the first time. So yeah, I, I would. I would think that this just, you know, reinforces what what I what I've been saying from from the beginning. I I, I think Trudeau takes him. All right, so they're in the ring, and uh, I'm going to go with Trudeau. Ooh, look at that. See? See, never count out a, a bouncer, even a, even a polite Canadian one. No, you can't, because they see a lot of stuff. They see a lot of stuff. Yeah. The yeah. bouncers, they, they know the game, so I think he takes it. So, um, All right, so we got Trudeau winning. Nice, nice. Um, he okay. comes back. He comes back like Ali for for the uh, for the rematch, huh? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> so, all right. So let's talk about um, a little bit about Hapkido history where we left off last time, if that's okay. Um, when we left off, we started talking just briefly about another teacher of Jihan Jay. So, Jihan Jay uh, had as a, you know one of his first teacher was the man named Che Yong Sol who was a Daito-ryu Aikijutsu um, expert and a very good teacher. And he was introduced to a family friend. Uh, the father, uh, Mr. Lee, was a like a natural healer um, in the community. What are they? Oh, I forgot what they call those. Um, Apothecary. Okay, apothecary, and uh, they helped deliver. Jian uh, was helped deliver. They helped deliver him. He was a baby, so it was a 
you know, there was known to the family. They helped them. Uh, the Lees helped the uh, the Jays escape from the flood, the Andon flood. So, so they these were family. These families were tied. And and when G uh, came of age, uh, we started going to college. His father introduced him to the uh, the son who had taken over the father's business. And the son had apparently studied um, some Taoism um, and knew uh, knew martial arts. And so uh, I left with a story that Jianjie told me about how uh, he was not able to apply the S-lock technique on this guy. And people will go, well, he didn't, he must not have done it right. But you, you know what? When you go around and you train at other facilities and with other martial artists, you know, go to a good Aikido school, go to, go to a good, um, you know, Yosekon school or go to a good Judo school. And when you apply the technique, you may find it doesn't work because these people build up resistance. They know how to counter. They know how to block with very subtle movements, very subtle uh, changes in there. And so for somebody who doesn't know, you know, you, you get blocked and you get locked out and it doesn't work. And that's what happened to to uh, Jian Jay with, with uh, Taoist Lee or Lee Dosa. And, you know, uh, and, and Lee then started teaching him. And so, but there's been a, a huge controversy about who this man is because a lot of times people will say that uh, he doesn't exist because the, because um, Jian Jay doesn't remember his first name. Well, you know, this guy was at least 10, not if not more years, his, his senior. He also had a respected position uh, in the community. So it's like Dr. Smith, right? You may never learn what Dr. Smith's first name is, but... You, you could, you know, know him very well and train with him and everything. You may just always know him as Dr. Smith. Now, in our culture, in our day and time, everybody calls everybody by their first names. Even 10-year-old kids are calling their dads Tom. You know, it drives me nuts. But uh, just I just don't like that. Uh, that's just me personally. I want to be called, you know, sensei or, you know, give me a title, coach or whatever you want to say, or you know, before my name. Um, but that's nowadays everybody calls everybody their first name. And so we can't, we in modern times don't understand how someone could never learn another person's first name. Well, you know, back then first name was really, really personal. Something only the family knew, deep, close family. Nobody else knew, not even close friends. You were just known by, especially if you were in a teacher position, you know, people call me sensei, sensei Grant. They may never learn my full name, right? right? They may never know it. They may never learn it. And that's today. And then back then, they most certainly wouldn't have known it. They would have called me Sensei Miller. Um, and they would never learn my first name. So, but anyway, but 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 nowadays people criticize and say that, well, he can't do this because he doesn't, he, you know, Jian uh, Jay doesn't remember his first name, doesn't know his first name. And there's no records of this man. Now, remember that during the Andong flood, that all the birth certificates, everything was destroyed. Everything in that village was destroyed. So, of course, there's no records uh, of him and, and um, very few, very scant. So really all we have to do, go on, is looking at, well, well first of all, you know, believing that what G.I.J.I. says is true. And I have no doubt to believe it. You know, it's not just I went up to the mountains and was trained by this monk, right? This is a family. This was a guy who's been around since he was born. Right, this family was—they were—they were around since they were born. And when you think about, well, 
what, what martial art did he study? Did he study Taekwondo? Did he study Tang Sudo? Did he study uh, Mudokwan? Did he study, well, you know, um, he was a Taoist. And so what do the Taoists learn? Uh, I can't really say 100% sure that this is what the man knew, but I mean, it's very possible that he knew some form of Bagua, some form of the Chinese uh, martial art that the Taoisms, the Taoists used. And why Bagua? Because Bagua was part of Taoism, heaven, earth, fire, wind, mountain, lake, you know, um, etc. Those are things that were part of the Taoist uh, calendar and uh, cycle, not calendar, the Taoist uh, cycle, the, the um, uh, I forget the name, trigrams. And so I think it's very, very possible that he knew some form of Bagua or some other form of uh, some type of Kung Fu or, or some indigenous art that was there. Um, because he knew something, because he was able to block, he was able to teach Jian Jie these moves. And we can see some of them um, in the art. Uh, you know, myself studying uh, Bagua that I, like I do, and, and also Tai Chi, um, and now, you know, studying a little bit of uh, a, a crane, it helps me see, gives me insight into the moves um, that we do in Hapkido and possible connections to their origins. Now, of course, everything's related. You know, you can only kick somebody so many ways and punch somebody so many ways. You know, it's not, uh, you know, only Japanese do a reverse punch. You know, you can't say that. Okay. It's, you know, everybody, everybody does these things. So, to, but try to identify and, and you know link what uh, what uh, Lee Dosa did is hard, but there's certainly no doubt that he did teach Jianjie uh, a lot of interesting um, techniques, and a lot of, and some of these techniques actually came and dealt with the with the sword, um, as well as with knives and uh, history of Korean arts and and even. Um, uh, Taekyong, which is the native Korean kicking art. Um, I'm going to say something, and I hope people don't get offended, but the arts of uh, Taekwondo, Tang Sudo, you know, the modern Korean arts that we know <clears throat> had their origins in, in Shotokan karate. And <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's you know, when the um, Japanese uh, occupied Korea for all those years, they did bring in standardized martial arts, which then the, the Korean people took and adapted to the, their own culture and to their own way of doing things, um, as well as incorporating their own indigenous arts. And you know, one of the things that the Japanese arts really gave, um, one of the big things that they gave to the, to the whole martial arts community was a systematized way of doing things. Um, and that really was kind of what the key, that, that really was helped link things together. And so nowadays, when you look at Taekwondo, it, it's 100% Korean. There's no question, that's a Korean art, right? But then when you look deeply into it, you can see roots of the Shotokan. And when you look at the Okinawan arts, including Shotokan, you look deeply, you see the roots of Kung Fu that are there, Crane being one of the big ones. Um, there, you know, all the Okinawan arts, heavily influenced by the crane. And just to kind of reverse things, um, you know, when we look at like Japanese arts of sumo, that's supposed to be, you know, 100% Japanese. Well, 
you look at the roots, it comes from Mongolia. It was transferred from Mongolia to Korea and to Japan, and, and then down to Okinawa. All that tay, all the hand wrestling, um, all very similar, uh, passed right down from Mongolia uh, into Japan. And so when we look at these things and we say, oh, it's you know, it's Korean, it's Japanese. It, okay, yes, it is. But when you look at the roots, you, you see that there is you know common origins that you can identify. With that said, <laughs> where the heck am I going? With that said. When we look at um, the art that uh, that uh, Lido saw was presenting to Gian Jay, we can see elements of Bagua. We see elements of uh, indigenous uh, kicking and, and uh, feet fighting, as well as weaponry, um, indigenous Korean weaponry techniques, which is really fascinating. So, I'm going to stop it right there because that's a good place to good place to stop. And I think we're getting close on our time. Yeah, that, that's. There, there's, there's a lot of point. Uh, you know, I'm going to Oh, so you're really breaking up here. Um, you're kind of choppy, so I'm just going to go ahead and interject. So we had some uh, technical difficulties on uh, Master Zarela's side with uh, um, somebody going and mowing their grass right outside where he was sitting. So... Um, Let's see how uh, let's see how this does. He's moving right now, so we'll give him a minute to get adjusted. But is uh, is this any better? Oh yeah, now you're much clearer. Yes, I can hear you now. I was I was saying I I, I wonder, you know, all, all somebody really has to do is take a look at any martial arts tournament you ever go to in in in, in your life, and you know you you see seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old kids who will get in, into a ring and they will say, you know, they will introduce themselves and if, if they have a proper instructor, they will um, tell you what the name of their school is and what art that they that they practice. And then they'll tell you the name of the of the, the kata that they're doing. And then if they have a, a like a, an even better instructor, they'll ask permission to begin. And you can see students from a, uh, a, a Shotokan school or a Taekwondo school or a Tang Shido school, and you watch some of their katas, and it doesn't take long to pick up very similar movement, very similar techniques. And it, it you, you get around it long enough, it starts to hit you that that can't be a, a coincidence. You know, you, you can see cross-pollinization. It, it, it's, it's there. All you got to do is watch a kata. You know, I was watching the, the, the katas that, that – your students were doing Friday night, and even whenever you uh, you took myself and uh, and two of our students off to the side, and you were showing them that one technique, uh, which was the leg break. Whenever my son was 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 competing, uh, he he was he was doing a, uh, a a kata, and the third or fourth motion movement in that kata and gave back was that leg break. It was, and it was performed exactly the way you showed it. And it, there's just there, there's no there's no question that that these things have have a, a, a they're, they're so very similar in a lot of ways. There's there's just no question about that. So to, to to sit there and 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 have somebody, you know, question some of the things that 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 Jihan Jay was saying, it 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 doesn't hold any water. Right, it doesn't hold water. It um, 
Well, now we can go. Do I talk about, you know, people's, everybody has a motive, ulterior motive for, for saying things and doing things and discrediting others. And, you know, the internet's a great, easy way to just go in and discredit somebody for a lifetime's worth of work. And, um, you know, somebody doesn't do anything, you know, and then just all of a sudden tell, says, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm a grandmaster and they don't have the, they don't have the stuff to back it up. You know, they haven't, they, they don't have the, they haven't had the school open for 30 years or 40 years and you know, they don't back it up. And then they're just saying, Oh yeah, I'm grandmaster. So-and-so. And, uh, you know, what he says is ridiculous, right? It's easy for people to do that. It's easy for people to tear other people down. Um, so no, I go at it with, um, you know, I interviewed the man on a number of occasions. Not only did I train with him, but I actually, you know, sat down and had one-to-one interviews with interpreters as well. And uh, so that I got the information that I was looking for. And there was nothing insincere about anything that he told me. Um, and, you know, I, I, okay, I'm not I'm a terrible judge of character. I can't read people very well at all. But I know when somebody's telling the truth. And I know that when what they're telling me is a is their story, and they're not just making crap up. It's you can see it in their eyes and the way they talk and the way they present. And so, yeah, sure, he might have been lying. If he is, he's a heck of a good liar. But when you look at his history of the way uh, he's dealt with money and with people, I, I don't think that he's a very good liar. <laughs> you can see his sincerity. I don't think he's a very good so, so I, I tend to believe what he says. Yeah, I would too. I would too. Well, sir, I'm uh I'm about out of time myself. Okay. Uh thank you very much for your time as always. Uh it, it was it was very good seeing you again uh this this week. And uh we have a we have a big one coming up in two weeks, don't we? We have a we have a we have a testing in two weeks. Yes, we do. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to, and you know we're talking a couple of minors here, so I don't want to say names, but I'm very much looking forward to their testing. I'm expecting quite a bit, to be honest with you. And I think we're going to get it. I think they're they were looking good on Friday, so yeah, yeah, they were. I'm I'm actually very excited about it. So uh, I will try to uh, touch base with you during the week if, if I can, and uh, you know if not, have have a very good week. And uh, for everybody who is, is watching or will watch, uh, thank you all as, as usual for your time. Uh, thank you, if you for subscribing. If you have not subscribed, please do. And uh, leave a comment, leave a message. Let, let us know what, what you'd like for us to talk about, who you'd like to see Trump fight, uh, and which beers you think we should drink. So and, and, uh, and, and until, uh, until I talk to you again, sir, and we, uh, we see each other next Sunday, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you here. Pretty soon. Very good. Okay. Have a good night. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.